Hello and welcome to a newly rebooted Project HR. As the world changes and workplace expectations continue to shift, Project HR is evolving as well, empowering you with the knowledge you need to take on this new world of work and connecting you with the experts you need to transform your workplaces. I'm Jay Coons, Vice President of Strategic Planning at IRI Consultants, and your host for this episode of Project HR. Today, Sarah Smith joins us on the program. Sarah is a communications consultant with IRI Consultants, and in this episode, we'll discuss why executive communication is such a critical skill for leaders, and we'll explore how they can ensure that their communication remains both authentic and effective. Thanks for being on the program, Sarah. Thanks, Jay. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So, Sarah, you've worked in communications for a variety of companies, from broadcast to nonprofit to corporate settings. What attracted you to this work? Well, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great question, Jay. And, and I think my origins are probably not unlike a lot of people who get into communications. Um, first and foremost, I've always loved writing and I've always loved reading. Um, so that's sort of where my, my journey to communications began. Um, I really enjoy mm-hmm. learning about how ideas are conveyed in different ways and how people receive messages in different ways, how words can make you feel why we respond to, to communications um, you know, in some ways more than others. So that's, that's really where my passion for communication starts is from a very personal place. I, I started writing poetry when I was a young kid and majored mm. in journalism. So you know, this, this thread of writing has sort of been the, uh, the impetus behind, behind what I've done. It's always been a creative outlet for me. Um, and you know, from a professional perspective, I have experienced, again, like many of our listeners probably, I've experienced so many badly communicated messages throughout my career. You know, everything from announcements that are incomplete or, you know, leave you begging for more, um, you know, big changes that are pushed out without really considering how they're going to be heard and how they're going to make people feel. And I really do believe that good communications can help influence that. you know, I'm not so naive to think that communication can solve everything, of course. Um, but I think the act of thinking through how a message will be received, sort of in and of itself, it creates space for the other person. And and that's really what I think communication is mm. all about. Yeah, I, I, that sounds terrific. It's your passion is pouring out in your answer. I absolutely love that. So let's let's shift this a little bit and talk about why executive communications are so important and why should an organization spend maybe extra time on them? Yeah. I mean, and, and it kind of, that kind of sounds like an obvious question, right? I mean, you think, yeah, Oh, right. you're executive, you want to make sure you know what they're saying. Um, but, but to really break it down a little bit um, at a basic level, I think employees really look to leadership to understand the vision for the organization, to understand why mm-hmm. am I showing up to work every day? Mm-hmm. Um, is what I'm doing making a difference? And I, I think employees want to see their leaders believing in the mission and living out the mission. Um, but what sure. you know, what happens a lot of times is that you know leaders are busy. <laughs> you know, you're you're busy executing on the vision. You're you're busy overseeing the action plans that your your VPs and your your managers are executing. That you kind of you know executives sometimes forget to invest that time and energy into what that vision means to them personally, and and how they can communicate 
that, you know, again, that personal connection um, is really makes a difference, I think, in how employees absorb um, and, and trust their leader. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I like I think like it or not, the, the people behind a business or a brand are often just as important as the product or, or you know, the service that you oh, provide. Sure. Yeah. Um, employees, they, I, you know, I think they really want to see, are there, are there leaders living the company values? Or, you know, are they true to the mm-hmm. mission? Um, and, you know, the whole walk the walk um, kind of thing. Um, and they also, they want to know what their leader thinks and what they say about workplace issues. Um, we know we know that that employees across industries, you know, no matter you know what the industry is, they rank their CEO and their president among the most, maybe not the most trusted source, but among the most trusted sources of information above the media, you know, above above other sources. And so, mm-hmm. again, cultivating that executive voice and deepening that confidence that your employees have in that voice is just really critical. Well, it certainly is, and. Not every employee is going to be able to interact with the CEO or the senior executive team. So those communication moments become that much more amplified in terms of their importance. So let's let's talk about some of the pitfalls, right? What, What are some of the missteps that some of these executive level communications can run into? Uh, because boy, the way you just answered that first question, there's a lot riding on these. So I'd 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 love for our listeners to learn a little bit about those landmines out there. Right. Well, I think one of the most common landmines that that a lot of folks make is trying to ride out a trend. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that if it's done well. Um, But when an executive or a leader tries to sort of insert themselves into a social conversation um, that doesn't make sense, or if they try to just jump on the latest, you know, TikTok craze or something like that, <laughs> yeah. without without it connecting to a larger strategy, that's that's sort of a landmine that that we you know advise our clients um, to try to avoid. And again, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to look for those trends and find those memes and that kind of those you know TikTok things. Um, that's sure. not a bad thing. But you always have to, um, for you know, for it to pay off and for it to come across as authentic, it needs to be aligned with who you say you are as a leader, as an executive, but also mm-hmm. your company, who your company says you are. And so, again, that's sort of one of the main advice um, pieces of advice that we give the clients that we work with. It's a balance, you know. I mean, you know, so at the same time, like while we're while you advise um, executives to, you know, be cautious with getting too personal, um, you also want to make sure that you do have that personality in your messages. Um, so it doesn't sound like, you know, the, the CEO was just put in a, a prompt for chat GPT and, and produce something, mm, you know, you, do, mm-hmm. you also want to make mm-hmm. sure that it has that personal um, voice. When you talk about, um, balance, it makes me think about the role that social media tools play. Uh, They can be so incredibly powerful and effective uh, and position executives as a more contemporary leader, minus the bandwagon, right, that you talked about. But there's some risk in there uh, in terms of balance, as you suggested, around what's the corporate message, what's a professional sounding message, and still trying to show that 
they're an authentic leader. Could you talk a little bit about the role of social media and how you advise clients to manage that? Yeah, for sure. Um, because it it is, I think, an area that some executives shy away from simply because either they don't have time or they are afraid of posting that one thing that's going to, you know, <laughs> flip the audience and, and mm-hmm. turn into um, something unintended. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the first piece of advice is that, I, that we always give is just to make sure if you're going to post something on social media, make sure the message is personable and honest and it's in your voice. I think one of the biggest mistakes people use is using boilerplate language or, you know, using language that, you know, quote, it sounds too corporate. Um, you know, if, if you're posting about an industry trend, you know, something that's happening in the field of retail or healthcare, for example, consider sharing a personal example of how, you know, how you've been impacted or you've interacted with that topic. Um, that makes it, it, real to the audience that's absorbing, you know, consuming that content. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a great example, actually, of, of um, a client that we worked with just recently on this. Um, our, our social media team created a post for an executive um, a few weeks ago, and the business mm-hmm. is launching a new mentorship program for their employees. So rather than just talk about the program in the third person, when we were drafting um, a post for them on LinkedIn, we spent some time talking with the executive to learn a little bit how mentors had shaped their life, you know, as them as a person. How did mentors, you know, help them get to where they are today? And so in the post um, on LinkedIn, we gave some very specific examples of advice that leader had been given. We even tagged the mentors mm. that the, the leader had had mentioned. So again, to That's kind of great. drive that engagement. Mm-hmm. And then the the other piece of it is that we connected it back to the program that the business was launching and how it was going to help create a more engaged workforce at that company. And so it was it was really and it's kind of an example of of the advice that we give all of our clients um, when posting on social media and specifically LinkedIn, which is where we spend a lot of time from a professional perspective, is personalize, localize, and engage. And the idea mm-hmm. there is connect an industry trend to you as a personal leader, something in your professional life or personal life that brings it to life, localize it to your business. So how, you know, again, the the launch of the mentorship program, for example, at the company, um, and then engage. So, you know, a phrase, another phrase we like to use is don't post and ghost. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, once you post something on social media, um, you know, take the time to then look to see who's engaging with that. Are there um, people leaving comments that work within the company that you can then comment back? And again, Jay, as you said a little bit earlier, it isn't a unique opportunity for employees to interact in a, you know, a somewhat intimate way with these executives in, in ways that maybe they would have no other opportunity to do. Um, and it creates, you know, again, it creates a, a type of intimacy, I think, um, when you when you can share an authentic voice um, online. So, Sarah, that's a great example of how IRI can help with social media support for executives. Could you give some examples of work that goes beyond social media to help execs with their communication skills? 
Yeah, that, that's a great question, Jay, because certainly there's a lot of ways that executives interact with their employees, with the community, with their boards um, that goes beyond social media. So when we work, come in and work with a client, um, not only do we offer that social media kind of um, digital perspective, but we can also offer media training. So even if you're a top level executive, you may not have had any you know, professional guidance on how to um, keep the message that you want in the media in the media. And so we have consultants who come in and just help you um, prepare for the unexpected questions that you might get um, mm. from, a, from a reporter or a television interview, that kind of thing, um, which is also great training that can, over, can carry over into just general presentations. Um, so when you're, you know, you think about if you're an executive holding a town hall, um, you might get a curveball question from an employee in the oh, audience. Sure. And so the media training yes. that we provide, um, yeah, the, the training that we provide is goes beyond really just kind of when you think about media proper, but it's really getting, you know, how to think on your feet and, and make sure you're communicating a consistent message. Um, we also have done everything from, you know, scripting for videos and, you know, helping executives um, put together video messages for, again, for a variety mm -hmm. of audiences, internal, and external, um, helping them write op-eds for, for newspapers, um, helping, again, in presentations. So really, it's a broad spectrum of, of just helping an executive identify what their voice is and then executing that in whatever platform, whatever shape it may take. That that's terrific. That's absolutely terrific. So, for those who are interested in learning more about this, Sarah, where should they go? So, we have a great blog where um, our communications consultants and and others on our team um, share these types of insights and more. And terrific. that web address is iriconsultants.com/blog. And um, we actually, I think, have just recently posted a blog on this topic specifically because it's a, it's a, and again, it's a big area of focus with our clients right now, um, a really hot topic. So um, you can find that on the blog. That's terrific. And of course, listeners can always reach out to me as well at Jay Coons. That's the letter J, K-U-H-N-S at IRIconsultants.com. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today on this week's episode of Project HR. I'm happy to, to join you, Jay. Thanks for having me. That was terrific. And to our listeners, once again, thank you for tuning in. Want to learn more? Check out the blog Sarah mentioned, titled Executive Communication Strategies to Make an Impact at iriconsultants.com slash blog. Now, don't forget to subscribe to Project HR, and certainly don't forget to drop us a line or leave us a review wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Project HR. Let's make it a great day at work.